Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hey, thanks for tuning in to the Ace of Geeks podcast. If you love the podcast, there's a couple of ways you can support us. The first one is spread the word. Share this around Facebook and Twitter. And also uh, leave us a review on iTunes. But the second way is going to audibletrial.com slash aceofgeeks, where you can get 180,000 audiobooks and your first one's free. That's audibletrial.com slash aceofgeeks. We are wizards, we are crewmen, we are Jedi superhuman, warriors fighting on the side of good. We are DMs, we are players, we are hardened undead slayers. Elven archers roam the enchanted wood We all pretend to be something So why not pretend to be something interesting Nerd on my friends, nerd on Keep it up and we can rule the world Whatever you love is In the I Scarlet Archive? I could not get through that book. It was what? so th- it was you very interesting. And the culture was amazing. What? But I had a Oh, alright, sure. I just if it's easy, no, I just wonder if, if it would be easier for your setup. There we go. Alright. Uh, you were saying. Oh. Sorry. I just had a really hard time getting through it, mostly because it was a really huge, thick book. And yeah. teaching is taking my time. The weirdly, um, City of Stairs is kind of thick, but I'm getting City through it really fast. City of Stairs is really t- dense. I had a hard time uh, getting through that one. I'm I enjoy the characters so a lot, especially much. what's his name, Sigurd. Uh, yes. Every fucking guy says that. Yes. Yeah, I awesome. ran into Sam, and I was like, "Thank you for lending me this book. It's great." He's like, "Yeah, isn't Sigurd's great?" I'm like, "I was gonna say Shara, but okay." <laughs> oh, now I realize what's been missing from our lives. We don't write enough female characters who are in, like, sexist positions, like an actress or a secretary who is secretly smarter than the other people in her group. We don't because write that's her... often very frustrating to play because mm, people true. will then look down on you no matter how much smarter you are than the rest of the group. That's it works great when you're that, in a story that you can control all the characters in, but when you unleash that on the world and say, you're really smart but in a position of no power, the player actually can't mm. get shit done. That is true. And by the way, that's kind of what real life looks like for a woman, yes. so yeah. Yeah. we're not interested in playing that, thanks. It's, it's sort of <laughs> like point. when you... Uh, you hand someone a gun as one of the other players in the LARP with a gun, and then say, make every threat in the game supernatural and unaffected by bullets. <laughs> I, I have to say, what I really liked about uh, the guns is there weren't a lot of guns, but the threat of the guns wasn't that you could use this to overcome shit. The threat of it was not, uh, uh, not following the urge to use it. Because, as we found out in the end, the supernatural shit could not kill you. 
So there was it a could only in the make you want to shoot people. Where my character had a ghost-inspired PTSD episode. We this is a, uh, uh, Daniel T's game. horror yeah. game, which I really liked. Um, I enjoyed it too. Yeah. The um, stuff in the we, end uh, was really yeah. Well. It was a 13-person game with 42 first-choice and priority slips and a 27-person. Yeah. I'm surprised <laughs> we all got in. Well, I know, me too. You had never uh, signed up for a game, so your priority slip came in first. Oh, is that because because I, I, it was the only game I signed up exactly. for? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so, I had a uh, PTSD episode out in the hallway inspired by one of the ghosts. My character was a grizzled war veteran. Mm-hmm. And I uh, I dropped my gun during the PTSD episode because I was freaking out. And so, the two people who were there with me were grabbed my gun in order to prevent me from using it while I was freaking out. One of the two people who was there and grabbed my gun was Scott's character, who it turned out was the evil villain of the entire game. Thankfully, I managed to talk him into giving me my gun back, but if I hadn't done that, we would have had a maniac controlled by a ghost running around with a gun for most of the game. What I love most about Scott's character is uh, my character came in knowing he was a fraud. Because I was not a fraud, and I could tell, and I didn't want to interact with him because he wanted attention. And then as soon as shit started coming around him, and I'm like, is this really happening? And they're like, yeah, you can tell, that's, that's real magic. And I'm like... Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I, love, I, I love the bit in the game too, where like so near the end of the game, we were all we all were like, um, "Oh my god!" You know, we, we just got to survive out of this house, and we, we oh house yes, that's and fantastic. Jaris and Melissa's characters were these both very nice psychics who wanted to help people, and so they were like. You know, that's great and all, but we can't leave until everybody's safe. And then this evil ghost popped up, and one of the characters we thought was a good guy made him stronger briefly, and they both looked at me and were like, we gotta go. Leave <laughs> 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 It's like, we saw that magic happening, and I turned, and Melissa was like, "All we are all uh, psychics in the same group, we can make this happen. And then evil ghost pops up, and the guy we weren't too sure about says, I empower him. And I turned to Melissa, and I'm like, now do you see what I've been saying? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, we gotta go. And I'm like, we gotta go now. <laughs> and so we run the fire, out. leave them behind, we gotta get out of here. <laughs> we run to the lighthouse only for them to show up later saying, so you know the entire island is haunted, right? <laughs> <laughs> it was so scary. It I was really, wonderful. It was I, very I, well I, done. I don't mind saying this because there's two Danielle and T's. If they listen to it, it won't be a problem. But um, I was really worried when we first started that game because they gave us a big speech at the beginning about how, like, this is going to be an intense horror game. Like, Don't we have safety words if you need to back out. Uh, yeah. Please never break character or crack jokes. Like, stay in the moment. And I was like, I am going to fuck this up. We ended I up having be a few the character. Oh, me too. We I'm going to be the character too. who, like, you know, um, run, like, everybody looks down on because I'm a bad role player and I can't stay in character. And, like, oh, fuck, my, this is going to be awful. And then ended up being one of the most fun games I had the entire con. Not the most fun game I had the Oh, well, no, because, because you weren't a mad scientist with your own jetpack. I did, I did, we didn't horribly derail the game the way we did to horrible <laughs> Can't believe so. they brought in uh, South Korean military. <laughs> so, um, but to yeah. go back to the horror game, it's yeah, yeah. funny, I ended up teaming up partially with the reporter for half the night because she could do spirit photography. That annoyed the hell out of my character. <laughs> but she could do spirit photography and my character's like, hmm, could learn a lot from spirit photography. My, my, one of my character's goals was to prevent her from seeing or writing about anything. Oh, and so that's seriously? why I spent the entire day of game being oh, like, that's you need to stand over there, you need to not talk to these people, you need not to be taking pictures of anything. Meanwhile, I'm encouraging her. Yeah, and then <laughs> so. trying to, like, wrestle me down. I was imagining that as, like, these 
this tiny female psychic and this tiny female reporter like hanging off of either of my arm. Like, no! Let us take pictures now! It is so anime. Well, also, my one of my character's goals was to try and befriend the reporter so that the reporter would 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 drive business towards her. So it, it worked out well in that way. My character had psychometry, which meant if I touched something, I could get a feel for it and maybe know some of the dramatic things that happened to it. So I come into game with my hands to myself, and I only ever unclass them to shake people's hands, and Danielle keeps walking up to me like, have you touched anything yet? I'm like, no, no, I'm not touching anything. And then finally, those fucking needles, and uh, what's his name, Covington. How did you touch them? Because Covington kept saying they were on his person the whole time, and you couldn't have touched them, and I was like, I... Well, at one point he yelled it out, I'm like, I don't think it's safe, I don't think it's safe. And he's like, well, are you going to try and get him from me? And I'm like... If it's for your protection, yes, I'm going to try and wrest them from you. And Danielle says, well, you are female, he is male, stronger than you, and you get a vision immediately, so you lose control of your body. <laughs> and I'm like, no! And so he just wanders away, and I'm, I'm in the corner like, why did I touch that? Why did I touch that? <laughs> we spent so long trying to get Covington to willingly give us any of these items, like, oh, you know, playing to his ego, mm-hmm. like, oh, it's for mm-hmm. your protection, we have to keep you safe. And I was so and helping he, you. And then and when we, he finally, like, we saw him after someone had been stabbed, just, like, hovering over the knife and smiling, all of us Kerem and I just, like, we tackled him to the ground and take all the items. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, yes, let's do this, let's do this. And Danielle's like, you know, if you do that, the ghosts won't have voice, and they're literally begging you not to make their hell worse by silencing them. And I'm like, Guys, <laughs> or like, we we'll can't deal do with this in the morning. People are getting stabbed. Yeah, like my character is like that stabbing, but so halfway through. Oh, the game, that with Eric like, was genius so with that. The, what, uh, oh, the, so fun. What part of the backstory of the game uh, was Ooh, I that do this. Um, the um, ghosts who were. Uh, by the way, for those of you who are listening to the podcast for the first time, we're at a convention called KublaCon. We do a lot of Dundra-Con. live action. We do a lot of live action role playing here, which is pretty much the whole reason why we're here. Yes, because I mean, <laughs> oh, and to play board games and stuff, but we could do that most times. It's just LARPs are yeah, but you can play a board game with LARPs. people you don't normally get a chance to see. Which like... is a lot of fun. Yes. yes. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. So everything we're talking about are things that occurred, but uh, things that. We were in a, and then instead of a tabletop game, we were wandering around the room and talking to people. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I was in a conversation with Dylan, who's playing this character named Casey Dean, who was a survivor of he, this massacre. He loved his character yeah, so much. It was, it was a, such a Dylan character, but it was mm. great. Um, and he was, mm-hmm. so his character was the survivor of this um, awful massacre that had occurred at the house. And halfway through the conversation, one of the other characters got possessed by the man who killed all his friends, and later we found out also had killed him previously. And right. So, so he, he stabs him. Up, no, no. We're having a conversation. A really tense tense conversation. conversation. This guy's back is to us, and then all of a sudden he spins around yelling, you'd think I'd kill all of them and forget you, and stabs Dylan in the back. And we're all just like, what? And then Dylan's character starts screaming with us, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? And someone says, you've just been stabbed. And he disappears, and we realize he had been killed in the backstory and was dead dead the the whole whole time. time. It was so cool. Unfortunately, that meant only uh, Melissa and I and the other psychics could see him. He keep being, trying to give us help, 
and then the other ghost would tackle him to the ground. At one point, I was having a tense conversation about something else, and Casey comes up to, to me in his, his visible ghost form, whispers in my ear, see, ghosts are real. And this is, this is after the people had been thrown around the house, and there had been bleeding skeletons, and I literally heard her was like, no fucking duh, Casey. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have to tell you. So Covington, the bad guy, when oh, he was yeah. tied up, yeah. I have to tell you, it was it was me and the reporter who untied him. Why? Why? Because we believed him. We were tricked. Oh yeah, he was a tempter. God, God. damn it, Melissa! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so, it made things more interesting. I never liked Covington. I saw he was like he was all pretending, be like, "Oh, this house should be mine." The ghosts are telling me, and I'm and every time the the rich people come up to me, "Are you a real scientist? Is that true?" I'm like, "No, that's not true. He's lying to you." I mean, yeah, real ghost stuff is happening, but he is also lying to you. And then he dies, starts mucking everything up. And at one point, he's like, "I appear unto you full of blood," and I'm like. Covington, you're as much as an asshole in death as you are in life. And I turned my back to him, and he's like, I I, I will get you, Alex. <laughs> Who shot him, and why? Um, so he, after um, the stabbing and all of the craziness, mm-hmm. um, after he'd been let out and... Um, we got, you know, I went out and found everyone coming back. I can't remember where the timeline this was, actually, so he was dead when I went out to find everyone. I don't know. At some point during the evening, he died he right when back. you were out. And yeah. when you came he, back, he, he was He came dead. in and was, um, like, he was standing there looking intimidating and stuff. And we knew and at that point that he was part of the problem. And mm-hmm. so um, Oliver's character was like, getting, both of us were like, get the fuck on your knees right now. And he didn't. And so Oliver pistol whipped him and pistol whipped him and he still wouldn't drop because... He was, he was empowered, by, empowered a spirit. by a spirit. Yeah. And uh, T told us that we were like inflamed by our passions. As I said, that what I was trying to do at that point was protect everyone. I was inflamed by the need to protect people. And so I stepped up to catch the, him from pistol whipping him again. And then the ghost threw me across the room. Oh, that's, that's, right. what, that's that what that was. That was. Yeah, oh, and so okay. when I got thrown across the room, Oliver was like, the hell with this. And his passion, and he like <laughs> he fired three shots yeah. directly into him. He yeah. went down. Oh, yeah. And then there's why I look up, and um, I'm like, wait a second, I can see. I just saw someone die. <laughs> so we had this one really embarrassing moment where, like, right around the time that everyone's going around, like, Casey's stabbing, and, like, every, and before he disappears, and I'm saying, nurse, can't you do anything? Nurse, can't you do anything? I, I had just come back from taking my pills and Geodon can make me a little dizzy at first. And I suddenly drop to one knee out of a dizzy spill and everyone <laughs> thinks it's in character. And, and I'm so like... like I, wa- I broke character and walked over you to make sure you were alright, which then made everyone else think it was definitely an in character thing. Yeah. <laughs> and, so like, and so then Eric Dahl was like still staying in character and not focusing on you dropping. And when he realized it was real, he was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. I didn't realize that was out of character. Are you okay? I know, and I was like, I'm okay, I'm cool. And I felt so embarrassed because then everyone made like a big fuss and I'm like, no, well, I just had a dizzy you. spell. It was kind, it was kind, but being English... You You're get, embarrassed that people are paying attention to you. Yes, yes pretty much. <laughs> in general. In general, <laughs> that I exist. I'm embarrassed for existing. Don't be. I love that you exist. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, we apologize for, for breathing the same air as everybody else. Well, after what you did to India... And Africa. Well, we had to invade those countries. We had terrible cuisine without them. <laughs> <laughs> and what you unleashed upon the American co- continent, namely... Us. <laughs> yeah, well, not to mention what you at least on the Australian continent. Oh God, well I can't say Namely, about that. Namely, the worst beer. <laughs> well, no, yeah, well, and, and the thing is, 
there's there's danger in sending all your very cunning, clever criminals all over to yeah, one place. Yeah, you guys did place. not pick that up. And then they get there. I remember a, uh, um, uh, it was John Oliver who said, when I went over there, I realized that the Victorians were perpetually arrogant because they deemed to believe that England was the best place on earth. After coming here, I realized that we were really, uh, what did he say? We were really... Um, celebrating all those criminals and giving them permanent vacations in a difficult place to work, but the, a lovely place to live. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess moving on from the horror game. Although, I, one last thing. Yes. I did really like the moment when I discovered there was food and I just started eating. <laughs> there was a bit where um, I s- sat down at the table where the professor and two others were having a like whisper and hurried conversation and just menacingly ate carrots while staring at them. Yes. It was so it was fun because so they're like foods and character, you can eat it. And so someone's like, Oh my god, so and so, what's wrong? And I'm like, it's not so and so crack eat something. People look back at me, look back, and they say, No. Uh, um um I'm and I'm like it's uh what was his name? Andrew and like it's Andrew, a ghost and he goes, I'm Andrew crack I just fight the thing like this is the most hard boiled uh, uh, psychic I've ever played I have had enough of this shit I'm joining the detective and don't give a fuck there was a definite moment where my character is like I mean I had to give a fuck because my passion was helping people but there's a certain point where people are making such stupid decisions I'm like it's a horror movie everyone's an idiot everyone's an idiot except for me which means I'm probably also an idiot <laughs> there was the only thing that I had a problem with the entire game, and I will probably put this on the feedback sheet. But um, uh, so the backstory between me and Marcus, which is Oliver's character, um, was on my sheet. It was that we'd served together in the war. He had tricked an entire Italian village into helping us and gotten them killed, and then looted their bodies afterwards. And that's why I don't trust him anymore. On that his makes... sheet, it also mentioned that, by the way, I testified at his court-martial. Oh! It didn't mention that on my that's sheet. that's important. So when I said... I did you woke, know you had sa- he had saved your life? I didn't know he'd saved my life. Oh, but okay. I didn't know that I testified at his court-martial. And so when I came up and like tried to shake his hand, and he was like, you think I'd shake your hand after what you did? I was like, the fuck did I do? <laughs> I kind of rolled with it, but I was like, no, seriously, <laughs> the fuck did I do? <laughs> Yeah, the, you, the one, you do have to make sure things are consistent. We had that problem we, in our LARP with... Uh, 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 we did not tell... Rachel played Jettersby. And we didn't say in the beginning clear enough that your memories are not trustworthy. Yeah. Which we should have said because we edited her sheet so that not all the information she needed was there. And we should have told her out of character, like, in brackets, your memory is faulty. Yeah. Um, so but, she kept coming but, up to us being like, did you forget to be like... No, your character forgot because yeah, yeah. head stuff. Yeah, uh, at one point she had me um, spy on a conversation between the Oracle and um, the uh, Royal Knight with the blue jacket. Um, Orchi. Or yeah, um, and uh, so I came back and reported to her like, okay, so you overheard the Oracle telling him that you were responsible for his oh, parents' death, yes. which is like, true. She was like, I was. Well, <laughs> and, well, and that's the thing. It was a uh, in the original lore. Um, that was a decision the spy master had made, and Jettersby had been like, "Yeah, sure, fine, whatever," and had not known the importance of it. So she shouldn't have known. We're, running, we're talking about the Fey LARP. Oh we yes, ran, by the way, we ran uh, a LARP called Winter's Core of the Fey. It was Melissa's uh, first time 
writing a LARP, um, even though it said on the thing I was the head GM. Yeah, I'm not sure why So that. people kept That's coming up before, and complimenting though, like, at, at me. Certain, um, uh, there was one, there was a train game. Oh, uh, train game here. It yeah. was like head GM, Jairus Maragopoulos. So we oh, because like, no, I had but... sent in the, and I'm like, no, it's Mailing's game. Yeah. Um, so you did a very good job, and Thank people you. really loved people it. really dug the game. Um, I keep saying, I thought, you know, there were certain points in the game where I thought, the game had wound down because it was all very quiet. Yes, and we were just sitting around, which I haven't seen during a LARP before. You two had the exact same instinct. And then we, like, we, I walked over to like sit next to people to just basically be like, "Hey, you know what's going on? Is the game running down?" And as I knelt down to talk to them, I'd hear like whisper, 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 "Fay, fay, fay, fay." Words about the fay, sword fights, and I'm like, "Okay, now this is a game. All right, that's fine." <laughs> what I told Melissa was. Um, from what I've learned about secrets and conspiracy games, is if you imagine what you're seeing from a top-down view, if people act like nuclear fission where they're in groups and then they jump into other groups and then those groups eventually jump into other yeah. groups, things are going well. Yeah. That means that secrets and, uh, and planning is spreading. If people spread off and then kind of twirl around and not do anything, that's when something's wrong. So, um, the, uh... There was a game that we ran. We actually ran it twice. It's Jairus's um, uh, Nano Bot. Oh, the Nano game, game, yeah. Which the, so God, it's one of my oh, favorite games. Man, I love, that was, I, love I know it, what but, you're talking about yep, too. So um, the game always starts with this actual meeting, which is I've talked about the podcast a bunch of times. Works really well. Like everybody, you know, presents cases as if they're actual experts, even though mm -hmm. none of them actually are. But then the first it was time we ran the yes game, and experience. we had you know the game is set up so that everybody is in individual different conspiracy groups. And mm -hmm. at the very beginning of the game, right after the meeting, all four secret conspiracy groups went into their own huddles and started talking. And, and so our friend Sam literally just Illuminati. stood up and wrote yes. down who was yes. in each conspiracy Which, on a pad of paper because like, they could see in the yes. room who was in a group talking. And, I was and they were so all people surprised. who weren't supposed to know each other. It was right. like school kids right. talking to like NASA scientists. Yes. I was so surprised that the Illuminati didn't win because he had that information, but the head of the Illuminati didn't trust him and wouldn't believe him when he said that. <laughs> <laughs> it was so bad. Oh, uh, yeah, so the fake game didn't do that, and that was good. That's good. <laughs> oh, no, that's why. Um, his group did kind of win. He was in the Illuminati. He was in the guild. Oh, yeah. He was the vampire yeah. who had been tricking the guild into thinking, no, I'm a really, really good businessman. Vampire powers. <laughs> Look at all of this gold. Oh, yes, vampire powers. Ah, that was fun. So anyway, our game. Um, people ended up coming up and asking almost always for characters we could give them immediately. Yeah, which is great. Um, I really love the way you handled that one guy who was like, I have no idea what I want to play. And we were like, Do please go to the end. <laughs> we'll give you whatever's left over. And he's like, I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, that what did he end up with? Uh, one of the knights. Okay. Uh, the I should have asked you to come over uh, for the knights because I had a hard time describing them. Okay. Um, At one point, Jairus did that exactly that thing that I told him they were gonna do. Uh, we had a player walk up and he was like, "Hey, do you want a player who furiously whispers all the character secrets into her ear?" And I'm like, "What if she'd said no?" <laughs> well, thankfully she said yes. But what if she'd said no? That, that's that's happened before, where you're like, Jarrus! do you want to play someone? Do you want to play um, someone who's secretly a werewolf? And they're like, I don't really know that I want to do that. I'm like, now they know there's a werewolf in the game. You're right. I'm really bad at that. <laughs> you're banned from giving out characters. I'm really good but at really it. Good I just casting. I'm good they're at casting. Really bad I shouldn't talk. Secrets. No, but right before talk. you even like did that, you you revealed a secret. I'm trying to remember what it was. You were like. You reveal a secret about the knights or something, like like one of the goals of the knights or something, and I was like, no! 
I'm sorry. <laughs> I, next time, I'll try not to talk. You guys ask the questions, and I'll point to the character I think they should <laughs> That's play. That's a good plan. Yeah. Well, the, well, the next game we're going to run... Um, is that your... Is, is the, yeah. the Goblin game, which I don't yeah. want to say too much more about. But um, uh, I'm sure Mei-Ling will probably want to handle most of the character giving, because this is her baby, and she's got you know, yeah. a lot of stuff. I'm, I'm so excited to write a game together again, though. I'm looking forward to being resources management, because that sounds yes, like kind of Yes, you'll like, have a lot of fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be heavy on resources. We'll have to do a... Um, Slightly larger game than we normally do, though, because for four GMs, it's a, there's some uh, rule of how many GMs per player Five per. So, so if we have 20. four, you have to do at least 20. Yeah. Hopefully we can still do one of the rooms up here with 20 people, because I like those rooms so much better than the salons. I thought we were running in Kublicon. Right. Hopefully we can get a good room at Kublicon that's not one of the upstairs rooms, because I hate the upstairs yeah, rooms at Kublicon. Kublicon upstairs rooms are awful. I um I have also if we want to use them I don't know if we still have as many coins as I started with but yeah. we have the gold coins. I think we got Great. them all back and those gold coins are awesome. They are I will have them eventually. For that, but we can use them for something in the future yeah. for sure. Um, hmm. I'm gonna count them at some point obsessively because I'm like that. So we've talked about this in circles, but I feel like our listeners need to know the story of us wonderfully derailing poor Lopez's game. Oh yeah, oh, you, <laughs> should, so you should tell that we, story. We played a um. Uh, so this game, so Gamer Geek is, they've been on the podcast many times, they're some of our favorite people, um, and their, uh, games are usually fairly entertaining and not all that serious, but we looked at the They did this, run the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy game. Yeah. That was awesome. We were looking at the, um, uh, sheet, the description of this game, and it was like, it is 1950, North Korea has just invaded South Korea and you're stuck in the middle. And we're always like, oh, this is gonna be a serious game. All right, I'll buckle, buckle myself up for some, like, tears. And like, and then so I sat down, and I was like, so Dylan, how serious is this game? And he was like, Mike, I helped write this game. I was like, oh, okay. You... And then he hands me my character, and I have a jetpack. And I was like, oh, we're fine. Oh, thank God. There was literally <laughs> a character in that game named Adderall. Yes. Who was a spaz. Who was, a, he... who was an assistant to Professor Buzzington. Oh, <laughs> yes, that's right, that's right. Um, um, oh, and then their Indiana char- Indiana Jones character was Michigan Smith. Well, he actually lo- wasn't on the sheet. That actually, that's something he oh, came up with. Oh, really? Yeah. Ah, that's too bad. Really, that is a really good guy. name. Yeah. Um, it's but, too. Uh, I mean, it's cool that they were both played by women, but they were supposed to be two gay guys, and I, I really was interested in how that story was going to turn yeah. out. Um, uh, but so, part of the way through that game, you know, there's, there's all these weird conspiracies being thrown around, and we're stuck in bunkers. And so the South Korean military and their ambassador walks over to me and says, excuse me, you're under arrest. And being the fantastically <laughs> egotistical British mad scientist that I was, I said, no. <laughs> um, and so they, they, there was this large back and forth, and finally I was like, what, oh, what are you going to do, drag me into the corner and shoot me? And one of the military guys was like, maybe. And so then when Which they reached for very me, polite. I activated my sonic bubble thing that I had and kept them at bay, and they tried to shoot me, and the bullets got stuck in my sound waves until finally one oh character stepped in front of me and in an attempt to defuse the situation activated a magnet that was on his person that pulled every gun in the room and a couple of swords <laughs> right of at, him. at him. So he was covered with flying pieces of metal and some of it which was sharp. And then I got attached to him by wrist and jetpack. And um, as they tried to separate me... Um, God. So that turned off the force fields. So then the, the Korean military people were trying to separate us, but I was still stuck to him by the magnet. And so... <laughs> 
Um, we eventually like we were, we were both me and Scott, who was playing the um, the guy who activated the magnet, were having this hurried conversation on the floor, going, "All right, you just deactivate the magnet. I'll reactivate the force field. Everything's gonna be fine." And so he turned off the magnet. As I turned on the force field, the South Korean ambassador jumped like jumped on me to try and stop us. And so it ended up being a force field with the three of us inside it. So he's got my wrist. We have every gun in the game in a pile in front of us. Scott goes to grab a gun and points it at him. I grab a gun and point it at him. He's like, Scott's like, let him go. No. Let him go. No. Bang! <laughs> and he shot the ambassador in the head. And then the entire game just kind of went nuts. And Aaron actually had to be like, we're taking a ten minute break. You all go get discounted food. And he didn't say this part out loud, but the rest of it was, and I'm going to figure out what the fuck to do with all this. <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to be a three-night game. We were in the middle of night two that we suddenly shot someone in the head and derailed the entire plot. <laughs> Which is why it was really funny when Scott got shot in the Haunted House game. He was like, oh, someone pulled me. <laughs> <laughs> this is karma for last night. So I do like that in, in our game we had so we had a mechanic in our game where people would get tossed to the wilds and it was very dangerous and so forth. And there's this oh, one character yeah. I wrote that was just dark and underhanded and evil and and and, and, and had, had like mm-hmm. tricked his knights into service and wasn't paying them very no well. No one liked him. In. And the rumors spread about that really quickly. And and then and then he gets tossed out by one of the royal knights because they think he's human. <laughs> <laughs> Gaina did 15 minutes, because the thing was, he could come back in 15 minutes, he'll just be roughed up. Game ended in 15 well, minutes. Well, I actually, the way I narrated it was that because we'd been saying that the wild was full of thorns that were iron spikes the entire time, that yeah. he got thrown into a thicket of iron spikes. Yeah, so, okay. which makes was sense. Much he was, Fuck that guy. He, he was dead. Like, <laughs> everyone hated that character, and it turned out so perfect. Like, and that was, <laughs> well, that was the big like, combat in the end. It was, was so fast. It was this giant time bubble, and people were taking actions all over the room, so I was like, okay, he's going to throw him out, he's going to shut the portal, and somebody's going to try and cut him in half. And as soon as the portal shut, I was like, all right, who wants actions? And everyone was like, nah, it's fine. Put swords away. Go yeah, no one, no one liked that character. <laughs> well, the character was meant to be an asshole. Yeah, yeah really unlikable. Um, which meant that, like, the knights who were, like, supposed to protecting him... Um, I th- found this out later. Made sure they were all in the other room when it happened, <laughs> so they couldn't see it was happening. So they didn't become oathbreakers. Yeah, they, yeah, they said they when they said it. Was, oh, that's why uh, they said they were slowly moving. Yeah, because when I walked over to get their act, because they like they were like, "Hey, hey, GM, we have actions we want to take." And I was like, "Oh, sorry, sorry." I ran over to the other side of the room. And was like, "So what actions do you want to take?" They were like, "We slowly and deliberately begin walking in that direction." And I was like, "Oh." In the take, other, take two uh, steps forward. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> so they're like, like fulfilling the barest minimum. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very very well, slowly. The, the, very two, the oaths that I saw, saw I get was... taken were hilarious too. There was one oath that was like, "I'll teach you how to make magical items," and the second oath was, "We will be super best friends forever." And that was the <laughs> only two oaths I saw get made. There were like seven by the end. Yeah, there, there were something. a lot of oaths. I was and surprised the they were so willing to make oaths. Oh, you don't one know much the things... about LARPers yet, dear. Oh, they... <laughs> if there's a game mechanic, we want to use it. <laughs> so many Especially people were worried about, uh, about the true names. And one of the things we which could only happen if you take oaths, so I think a lot of people were trying to make oaths, so they hoped that thing would come about. But one of the things we didn't tell people is that humans... Can't be Oathbreakers. They can't be Oathbreakers. So the humans were giving out oaths like crazy. <laughs> oh, oh this is one human Oh, who... and the thief in the, the beginning, 
the, oh no, the tinkerer. Yes. The tinkerer, so, so that Orchi tries to get the tinkerer to modify his sword to glow around humans. Except the tinkerer is human. Yeah. And so the tinkerer comes up to me and is like, and I'm like, make it glow around someone else. And so, so and remember, you, you and I had a hurry, like, yeah. whispered, because you were like, well, what do I tell him to do? And I'm like, tell him to lie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was. It was like a game of whispers. Yeah. He comes up to me and he's like, what do I do? And I'm like, give me a minute. So someone the with more experience that is that that is the sword that made them think that asshole Duke is a human. Not to mention they think that the queen was a human. human. Yes. Oh and my then Archie comes beautiful. to the Oracle later on for 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 for. Um, this is the thing. It was before Wendellus got tossed, got tossed out. Archie comes to the Oracle for for, for clarification and. And the and the oracle's like, no, the queen is not the queen is Faye, and this is Faye, and so Faye, you know, perhaps the tinkerer, being young and his apprentice, was did not get the spell quite right because I didn't want to drop a minute and be like, yeah, he lied to you because he's human. Yeah. So I was like, perhaps he is not yet skilled enough to be able to do what it is you wished him to do. He seems to have made an error, <laughs> and it didn't matter. Wendless got tossed out anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just wanted uh, to. One of the things I really loved is, so the humans had every, a lot of characters had thieving abilities, but humans mm -hmm. were known to be really good at stealing things. And in the very, very first action of the game, Greg comes up to me, a human says, all right, I'm going to steal something. You know what? The prince. I'm going to take, I hate oh, the golden lowest. Ball! I'm going to steal it from the highest <laughs> guy. I'm stealing the prince. The only magical item the prince has is the thing that tells you when it's been stolen. And uh, screams loudly. And So, at and, one point, very early oh on in the game, God. Jim said, okay, I want to steal something from... Um, he was like, I want to steal something from somebody who was... He had made this big distraction by causing the fool to juggle. And so it's like, I want to steal from somebody. And the first person he wanted to steal from didn't have any magical objects. And so he was like, well, I, I spent my distraction power kind of losing to steal from somebody else. And I'm like, who? And he's like, okay, uh, the fool, I guess. And so I go over to David, and I'm like, hey, can I see a list of your magical items? And he hands me the only magical item he has, which is the hilt for the Vorpal Storm, which is the big thing. Uh, yeah. So I was like, okay, great, I'll take that, thank you. And then I go over to Jim, and I'm like, okay, so I still, and he's like, wait, wait, I need you to listen to this to see if it works. I'm creating a fake Vorpal Sword handle so that I can, I'm like, here, you have the real one. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Oh my god, the thieving in that game was really off the hook. So many things traded possession really yeah. quickly. I felt bad because Jim really was annoyed that he couldn't tie the screaming ball to the Vorpal handle to make it one item, but like that does As I told him, you can totally do that if you are the magic item maker yeah. and, and are like, binding them together. together. String. Why don't they stay together? I'm like, because the thief untied them. No, yeah, yeah, that's not... <laughs> if, they're, if they they're can't scissors. untie them, they're not they a They exist in the realm of the yes. Fae. Yeah. They cut hair occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Um, yeah, I always feel bad when something like that happens, and a player feels like their carefully laid plans are getting screwed over. But it's like it, there's only so much you can do in a room of you know 24 independent agents who are all clever. Well, they asked me. They came up to me and said, "Can the magical object maker make this this golden ball ability have on this whatever it was? Was it the, the vocal handle?" Yeah, vocal handle yeah. And I said, "Yeah, you can. If the magical object maker does it, you can. Or the tinker does it, you can have that do it." And so I walk off. What I don't know is he doesn't actually make the magical object maker do it or no. the tinkerer do it. He, he ties, ties it with a string. string. He couldn't get them to do it for some reason. Well, maybe was, they were out they of were, powers. They were, yeah, they were out of uses. Oh. So he was like, I give you a royal command to do this. And the, the magic object maker was like, holds a card, all three uses are filled out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Um, 
Davo had a great time. We, Which we one gave him. He was the fool. He, he gave, was so he played good. the perfect character yeah. for that. He was so good. Uh, I, mean, I enjoyed running that. His guy. arc was fun too. Oh yes, that's right. Pretending to hump the prince yeah. from behind, um, and then whenever he would say, and so he knew a lot. You set him up so he knew a lot of secrets, and he would just drop secrets. And no one would believe him, and they'd say, "Why should we trust you?" And he'd say, "Don't you forget, I'm the master of all." And he'd flounce off, and they'd be like. That guy's crazy, and I'm like, everything he said was true. Well, Melissa had this wonderful mechanic that, um, I think, it was based on Manning's Rumors idea, right? The pick-me-up items? Oh, yeah. no, it wasn't, actually. I just no, thought... I told you about that from what she did. Yes, but that wasn't, it wasn't no. based on that. Oh. I created the items beforehand. It's just that you, cause you said they were very much like the rumor items. Uh. Okay. Um, but, uh, basically, we had these <laughs> magical items that, some of which were beneficial, some of which were very much not. Like that Creepy Doll. Creepy on, Doll was um, awful. Yes. That would be on a uh, um, card that said, pick me up, please. Um, and so we would randomly leave them about the room. Um, and uh, people would pick them up. Hello, Ben. Hey, Ben. Hello. Welcome to a podcast. <sighs> what? Nothing. I'll get over it. Oh, sorry. Eh. I told okay. you it was probably going to be used by microphone. Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> My group didn't use it either. I can't complain Jairus, too much. do you want to pop on the bed? Oh, so yeah, you want to see Oh, oh, hey, listen, oh, folks, in the fascinating world of us organizing seating arrangements for this podcast, during okay. the podcast. Where do, there are, uh, see, so, Anna. Ben, sing a seating song. Okay, ben. so, Ben, since I, I roll a d20 for logistics. I was telling a funny story. Oh, yes, okay, sorry. So, they had these objects that said, pick me up, please, and you picked them up, and the, whatever was on the object was what you got. Um, and, and so, they, they got a really bad string of luck where they got like four or five cursed objects in a row and they had to keep destroying them because they were doing awful things to the players. And so the prince <laughs> was sitting there, like, called everybody together and was like, look, there is magical shit appearing on the floor for no reason. You are not in any way to pick it up. And while he was talking, I flipped one to the ground at his feet. And so he and someone, like, just like that. And Don't then, touch that. While he was talking, someone from behind him was reaching <laughs> through his legs to, to grab it. it. And the oh, okay, so that broke up. And then I immediately put the creepy doll down on the table behind me. Oliver was listening. Yep. Oliver looks down, reaches down, picks up. And goes, <laughs> Oh. Oh. <laughs> I forget what I made the creepy doll do. You what? couldn't get rid of it without a special key. Like, yeah. there's only one object that lets you, and it makes you sick. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, so, hi, Ben. Hey, Ben. Hi. How are you doing? So, since Ben's here, um, the other thing we did, this is the first uh, time, uh, first uh, uh, convention I've done this in a while, but we made a very specific ep- effort to play um, uh, indie press games. And yesterday... We all played oh, uh, a fiasco. fiasco. Oh my god! Oh, so and that it was so great. It was my first time. Oh, inviting Lopez to play was such a great idea. He was so yes. great. Lopez. So we ended, so we ended up making a Guy Ritchie movie, which yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, it was um, like nineteen seventies no British what crime. Is. Listen to the rest of this podcast, then go back to our fiftieth episode and listen to us playing fiasco. Dresden fiasco. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh, um, but god. we uh, uh, we ended up. Uh, and I've never done this in Fiasco before, and I think I'm pretty sure Ben started it. We ended up talking through what the shots in the movie were too. So oh, it's like yeah, it's a close I've up of this person's you, face, yes. and then you see this off of the yes, background. Yeah, yeah. And that, we really because wrote... in the middle of people's uh, scenes, I kept yelling, "Throw, 
Just grab yeah. the because that just seemed very in with the yeah. like the pacing of the movie. Oh, yeah. set in my oh, head. Oh, it works so well. More, it was like when Melissa more. was like, "Oh, I have a vintage car." Throw two like saxophone music as we pan. Yeah. <laughs> Throwback. And then and every all, time Lopez had a yeah. scene, his character was the most like unassuming. Would eventually break apart into mental, just like ah, <laughs> and all of his scenes were sped, not sped up, but dialed back. Uh, flashbacks was, yes. that I kept going like well, fifteen minutes earlier, ten minutes earlier, five minutes earlier. Now, yeah. but you'd always, but you, Lopez would start with now, and you would just have like, like his character lying in uh, like a bunch of broken chairs. Oh, oh with, god, like, a that was amazing. Next to him, and then you smash back to five. Yeah. Smash back to ten. Yeah. Smash back to fifteen. And and we kept using and it was and funny because we keep the using one I really liked about that. Yeah. That was he, how it built out in our heads. Yeah. He kept using the most amazing juxtapositions of like when I see that man, I am going and he picks up the cleaver. Smash back to now. He's thrown against a bunch of chairs <laughs> and the, the cleaver, cleaver is bent. bent. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. It made sense. All of your scenes ended up really good. You did all yeah. the smart no, you, you, were, were the you were the straight woman. person in the game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that that made perfect sense and everything worked out wonderfully for you like, yes because you never wanted you to get like so rich you weren't actually a criminal except for the very minor crime of growing an entire giant pop farm in your backyard <laughs> yeah. I left that to it Charles it was like middling size yeah thanks but that's my you know, character that's the got those, so fucked those stories and movies the nature of them is the ones that have the highest ambition are the ones that get screwed the hardest yeah, yeah. the ones that don't necessarily you know succeed in going up to the Tower of London to kill the TV personality <laughs> although Which we sort of did working. yeah no yeah, that worked no, for me my <laughs> character, but my character succeeded and also was dead. Yes. Whereas Mike's character didn't succeed at very much at all and came out really not much worse uh, for the wear besides yeah. getting mugged on the way home. I really <laughs> like the violence mechanic in that game, which is, just go with it, dude. Yes and. Yeah. So I was playing um, one of, I think my second game years ago uh, was like the station on the ice and I was a uh, FBI agent. What room is this? Um, we were in uh, 654. Um, not anymore. If you're listening, to this right? Podcast. Yeah, exactly. We're not we're, currently. This is the, you're listening to this a week later. Yeah. Don't go. To, don't go to the hotel and bag on six five four. Be like, I demand to speak to Jarris. He's that's, not here. That sounds like the start of a terrible yeah. fiasco game, or a wonderful fiasco yeah. game. We should play that They're as the same a fiasco thing. game. Yeah. Ooh, a con <laughs> as a, we could make our own set. Could you imagine the objects? A baby. <laughs> you find that just a no a baby Someone in a Yoda knit hat. Yes. That yeah. that would be one Someone of the Someone else's room key. <laughs> Someone let the gym in. Um, so I like right, that in the last twenty I minutes was of this podcast. Uh, all FBI. Of our yes. <laughs> yes. Now that you're almost done, hi, we're all here. I'm sorry. Uh, I was I was in a session when mm-hmm. you called me, and we oh, were fight, we were in a boss battle, so I couldn't pick up to send because it's actually my turn as you It's called. a gym. Hey, hey. We were we're just talking about like your character, ago, but we yeah, yeah, I didn't even realize. We started recording like 40 minutes ago. I apologize. Oh, oh, we're we're walking walking in the middle. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Just say hello, Jim. Hello, Internet. You might have heard Jim on the Geekly Roundup sometimes, but anyone could be bothered to record that show. Or on previous <laughs> Thundercon podcasts, where Jim has also Thundercon. That's true. Did. Yes, that's true. Did. Yeah. Did, 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 so Fiasco was a lot of fun, and it was Melissa's first game. Um, yeah, my first Fiasco game, yeah. We, we ended up making a Guy Ritchie movie on accident, and it was wonderful. Oh, we, yeah, I'm did just you really use the, uh, the, 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 the British gangster, gangster one? one? Gangster no, we used Gangster London. 
But the thing is, we were, the, the, originally, oh, you guys so were like, fun. we're going to do an Edward, what's, what's Edward Cohen's name? We're talking about Coen Brothers. Coen Brothers, but I don't know Coen Brothers films, so <coughs> I was like, it, I don't know what I'm going to do It did this. not end, there were, there were moments that were but a little bit But you do know Guy Ritchie films. I know, I love Guy Ritchie films. Oh, and it ended it up being so a Guy Ritchie film. It was yeah. yeah. It was just, the, especially like the ending. Especially all of those fast montages we did, like so the diamonds get wrapped up. The of the game, we jump our, into the car. Our goal, Ben and my goal, was to kill Simon Trowell, not Simon Cowell because because it was the eighties. Oh. Simon Cowell didn't exist. Right. So, so Simon the whole Trowell the whole movie we eliminated us from the seventies. We we attempted to our, our plan to kill him was to get him on the top of Tower of London and shoot him. But because but somehow, of this crazy mix-up with two equally looking sacks, I I had a gun in my sack. I wasn't there, while well, all Ben had in this sack to kill him with was a cat that accidentally spat acid sometimes. <laughs> so, so, so um, you know, I, and I not run like all fun the way up acid, to the... Like burn acid. Right. So <laughs> I run all the way acid. up to the Tower of London. I'm hiding behind a pillar waiting for them to show up. Um, they show up, but Jairus' character comes out first because Jairus' character is pretending to be a PA to avoid... The, the violence the, the, the mafia, of the mafia I had stolen so, diamonds from. So I pull the bag open, and I just, I, I reach in, and I just yell, you know, this is what you get, you son of a bitch, and I pull out a cat. <laughs> and I'm standing there so holding I a cat talk, in the face of a TV personality on the top of the Tower of and London. And you end up killing him, and then I beat you to death yeah. well, no, the with cat, my, uh... The cat has been <coughs> sick and keeps throwing up extremely potent hydrochloric acid. <laughs> so the cat throws up said acid on Simon Trowell, essentially does. killing him. But of course, this is not what I expected at all. Um, <laughs> It also, by the way, it turned out in flashbacks me. that Simon Trowell had sold the cat to the Indian store owner. So his last from. line is, is that my cat? <laughs> <laughs> and so, and that, the very oh end God. of the game, we're working out all of our scenes. My character has lost everything. He has no money. He was mugged on the way home. He's sitting in his tiny flat in London. <coughs> About put, to like, shoot puts, yourself with the gun you had bought. With the gun in his mouth, with the gun that I bought that I still don't really know is a replica pistol. And then at the last scene of the movie, as I see on the screen that Simon Trowell was unfortunately killed this morning, and I just start jumping up and down and cheering <laughs> in slow motion. <laughs> my character got so beat up by the mafia, it was awful. Yeah, I like that. was smelling like roses. It was amazing. Yeah. Oh, she got all positive dice. She had a plus 18 at the end. Oh, it was, <laughs> it was great. Because she was our straight really woman, well. so she yeah. only did the right thing every time. Or at least she she would never wanted to get Except in Except for the time that she tried to sell the diamonds to the crime lord who had stolen them in the first place. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she owed him money. And, 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 and then do? I tried to cover for the fact that, that, that I was like, because uh, Jarvis's character's name was Chaz, but my character, my character refused to call him Chaz and referred to him as Charles. And so, um, so when the, the guys were like, who did you get that much from? She's like, Charles. <laughs> but unfortunately, Chaz had a, a schedule where he worked where it said, Charles, scratch, 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 Chaz. And so they did like this <laughs> smash zoom on it. <laughs> oh my God. It was super fun. Yeah. We had it's such a great time. It fit so well describing everything in shots because it just became that a guy That is how fiasco movie. should yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It became a guy So, um, because we have you here and you can speak to it, how was Rival Schools? Uh, Rival Schools was fantastic, actually. Good. Uh, it, Glad you had a good time. <coughs> um, like, I'm not... Uh, 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 like it's it's hard to nutshell that game. That's why uh, there was a lot going uh, on. I understand. There, there was, there was. Um, I, I sat around and I talked with uh, uh, Burton and Fulkerson for a while after the game, and basically what I told him was this game 
uh, like there were no problems with this game. Like nothing that the nothing went wrong. Nothing was bad about this game. Uh, like I had a couple of quality life suggest- suggestions. Yeah, mainly had a couple of those too, uh, which were stuff like you needed twice as many people wandering around with cards than you had. Yeah. But eh, other than like small stuff like the uh, like that, it was it was fantastic. The Everybody know the premise of the game? The internet doesn't know the premise. Yeah, no, the internet has no idea what the premise of the game is. So, uh, the, 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 the premise of this game was it was Rokugani Sword School that is analog for Hogwarts. Uh, you, gotcha. you show up uh, having, you know, been the most promising students of your, uh, uh, of your clan. Uh, the the O-sensei, played uh, by my, my buddy Ben Evans... Uh, is standing in the room. Hello, Ben. Staring. Yes, good. I'm glad you uh, bowed because it's definitely a visual medium. It's not an audio medium at all. Ben uh, obviously does not want to be on the podcast, <laughs> it, which is weird. He has been before. He's been, well, he's been a we, Roundup. We changed before. your Facebook banner. That was yeah, Geeky Roundup, not this podcast. The different podcasts. Yeah, whatever. we've got three cross promotion. Yes, true. Uh, We're listening to Geeky Roundup. Whatever we put it up. Frankly, Same blog. Mike's going to tackle me if I open my mouth. Um, why? Why? Change his Facebook. We page. changed his Facebook. Oh no, it's fine. Oh, it's fun. okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. You didn't, you didn't do any of the, the awful sophomoric things it's people like, do, like I'm coming out of the closet or anything like that, which wouldn't have been surprising to any of my friends anyway. They'd be like, <laughs> we know you were by already. <laughs> You're like coming out of? Yeah. In fact, I think you kept <laughs> the J. Jonah Jameson pictures your, for like a uh, week and a half for a while. Yeah. Inspiring. Great. But they weren't pictures of Spider Man. He was. He, he was Mumbly Dumbledore, uh, or Mumbledore, if you will. Uh, <laughs> as long as he's not Stumbledore. And Max was Snape, that's from what I hear. And Jennifer was uh, uh, McGonagall. McGonagall. Or th- they're <laughs> analogs, yeah. yeah. Which is kind of um, funny, because in her glasses, when she makes that squinty, I am old face, she looks a little like McGonagall. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, like uh, it was really cool, because like, a bunch of players showed up with uh, essentially... Stats on their sheet, but no techniques or anything like that. And uh, Ben, his characters sorted them all out into the various houses. Uh, and the the people playing the the sensei of that house of that school uh, was assigning them one of various numbers of techniques that they had available that they could teach their students as they went along. So. They were actually like uh, they they were getting taught different stuff based on what they were so good at and stuff is, like that. This is over right. a long period of in-game time. We're talking like in like uh, a year leading up to a tournament. Or yes, like okay. yes, it was well, very very compressed time. Well, the the sorting was was honestly like was there a sorting go go time? go? Like, I was I, I as the osensei was the sorting at. <laughs> so I had like. But you already knew where everyone was going to end up, or you? Just... No, I like walked up to them, looked at their sheet. I was like, uh, I think oh. this is the right school. <laughs> it's, it's, it's important to know that all character sheets were public in this game. Oh, interesting. They were literally, no. they had a big, like, um, I want to say it was like... Wet uh, erase. Th- yeah, wet er- laminated wet erase, like two and a half by three foot character sheets that were taped up on walls Whoa. and on tables and stuff. So there was no, like, secret information about right. your character in this mm. game. This game is starting um, more more amazing all the time. I'm really glad the Hounded House game was really, really oh, good, or I'd be pissed so, at it schools. Um, and, and a fun fact, all of the students that had arrived for their first year had one aspect that was the same. 
every single one of them was the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is so broken. I saw that on me like, I am the best. I was like, yeah, yeah well. Uh, yeah. Every, all of them. Every, uh, every new student had the same aspect, uh, that same aspect on the sheet. I am the best. Uh, I got handed one of the, the, the upperclassmen, the, the, uh, actually the, the, one of the senpai of one of the schools, um, who Did, had, did you who, notice anyone? I would, uh, <laughs> uh no, I yes, got, I yes he notice. did. I did. He noticed uh, the hand tie. Uh, no, I, I, no, oh, okay. actually, I, no, hand not at all. Hey. Uh, <laughs> but, the, uh, no, actually, you, had, you, took, hand, hand you took one student under your, right. your wing. Before getting uh, cast into the cold yeah, forever. Yeah, that's, Why that's, were you <laughs> cast into the cold forever? Uh, <laughs> because I stole all of the secret martial Well, stole, borrowed, and, learned, and then got taught. taught, 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 taught mm. Got taught all of yeah. the various secret martial arts I heard this. in the game. Someone gave you the uh, answer key and you <clears> gave it to the students. Uh, well, more like someone gave me the textbook, and I crammed so hard that I became an expert in the subject. Uh, and then I was like, what other interesting crap is in the library? Uh, <laughs> what is this book that says forbidden? Do not open. Let me check. Um, but, no, uh, uh, that's all uh, aside from the point. Uh, uh, but, yeah, uh, I, I was, uh, the character I got handed was actually the, 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 Best of his class from the previous year. Okay. Um, so you actually were the best. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. In fact, one of the, the the aspect on my sheet was I was the best. <laughs> um, so that was it, it. Was it was really interesting? Um, there, they had a, the like because the Osensei. Uh, the and the, the the what were they called Shia or whatever the Shia? I forget the, yeah. uh, the the McGonagall and Snape they all had stuff that would allow them to uh, I guess I don't know you know I, I, I have no idea but they had stuff that would let them I only speak English I'm not gonna lie uh, <laughs> and uh, you barely oh speak that uh, <laughs> I will lie every chance I get well, but they, I don't speak other well they all had they all had stuff that would allow them to pass out like special techniques you could only get from them they had a certain number of them that would hand out during the game oh cool that would replace the technique you had or uh, or something like that mm-hmm. uh, and <clears throat> it was it, like I said it was, it was very interesting it all basically came down to oh and uh, the 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 Ten points for Gryffindor thing was replicated in. Uh, there was like a, a chart, another white erase thing up on the wall. Uh, that they had was it honor? Yeah, it was. Awesome. It was honor, uh, and you got it for honor. various things. It was like the Ten it, honor. It, that was one of the, the the quality of life things that I suggested to him. Was it was a little unclear how you got honor. Uh, <laughs> Arbitrary decisions on my part, mostly. What noise did your phone? Wait, what noise did your phone just make? Uh, I got a text that was Duke Nukem saying "Hail to the King." Baby. I thought it was uh, fist bump, sir. Yeah, fist bump. Um, but yeah, like apparently senseis could give it to other houses uh, or take it from their own if they felt necessary. Uh, the 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 McGonagall and Snape could give up to five to anybody for whatever they felt like, and us sensei could give up to ten for reasons unknown. Yeah. Um, being both sensei probably. Yeah, but, I, uh, I could give up to ten per act. What determined an act at some times I was, was hearing downstairs, liberally decided by me. I was hearing downstairs at some uh, at that there was some point where 
someone pulled a knife in a fight and stabbed someone in the foot, and the only person who lost honor was the guy who got stabbed because he mentioned it to somebody. Oh, <laughs> no, oh no. holy shit. No, no. That, that's, that's a bit of a misrepresentation of what happened. Someone got stabbed uh, in a fight when I wasn't there, and when I inquired about it, they, they you know, didn't... Didn't dishonor any of the schools. Didn't single out a student or anything. They just stoically dealt with it because it was not something that they felt should tarnish the reputations of any of the dojos. And I gave them a bunch of honor. I gave them like ten honor, <coughs> most I could. And then later, after that, they came up to me like and told me about it. And I even gave them a well. It was very honorable the way that you stoically bore your wounds and rather than tarnish the reputations of anyone else. And they're like. Yeah, but here's what happened. I'm like, okay. Now, it was your honor. <laughs> yeah, he, he did specifically say he didn't want to tarnish the reputation of that school, only that but student. But he did it so, anyway. So that student... The way, the way L5R works is if you tarnish the reputation of any one person, you tarnish the reputation of their family, their family's family, their friend's family, their dog, their, uh, yes. their coyote who lives next door. <laughs> uh, a, a little bit. The it's it's sort of implied, like, personal honor is a thing. Yeah. But in this game, they... Specifically, did away with the personal honor aspect, like and house made, honor. It, made yeah. it all house honor. So, so I respected that Which student's wishes and did not dishonor the school. I privately reprimanded the student responsible, uh, and I took the majority of the honor that I gave him. <laughs> I dropped it from like ten to three because he didn't want to screw the other house. I get that. That's that's nice. But yeah, but, he's but you still, still like, I got stabbed, yeah. sir, right here. Yeah, it's like I, I saw that you were stabbed. And, and I thought it very sad. honorable that you didn't want to, you know, impugn the reputation of any other schools. Yeah. Now that you've impugned the reputation of the other schools, <laughs> I'm going to take that honor I gave you back. Oh. Tr- training accident. Gotcha. How did they? How did they um, do do the sword fights in the game? Was it just like tag aspect, tag aspect kind of thing, or? Uh, yeah. So like, basically, fate accelerated is all aspects. Yeah. Everything's a plus two. Okay. Uh, like. It doesn't matter what the aspect is, whether you're, you know, uh, it's charged up on combat drugs or it just happens to be particularly bright in this room. Uh, <laughs> they're both plus twos. Okay. Um, so the more stuff you can tag in your favor for any particular draw, the bigger the, the your, your overall pluses and that sort of thing. And, the, and the, you draw a card that's anywhere from negative four to positive four. Oh, they use um, the fake cards. They I see. Them again, yeah. And uh, the, the the other person drew against you, and whatever was left was how much damage you dealt. Oh, okay. Um, and very fake. Yeah, very yeah. fake. So they gave out free copies of Fate Accelerated to a bunch of people after the game. They, they have been doing that every game. Yeah, now. it's great. They <laughs> they handed out a. Bunch they had to shit like they had somebody. I don't know Robert to mention her name, but I don't remember it already because I it was, didn't register. Jennifer. But, no, um, but somebody made them like engraved bowls to give to the players oh, and like, wow. like all kinds of like souvenirs from the game. Yeah, they gave out like six engraved bowls and wow. and just some other. They gave out notebooks. I think I actually have one with me. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I got a notebook yeah. from. We did that the with our train year. game, um, but not quite to that level. We were just like, "Oh, yeah. the notebooks were all the notes in. You can keep them." They, they, yeah, <laughs> they, they had little. They had little notebooks that they had uh, attached L five R cards to. Uh, oh, nice. Okay. Oh, okay. 
So oh, that's like cute. he, it, so people were kind of interesting with their that. Stuff. Okay, he grabbed the one with the sensei on it, uh, and because I, I I jacked the the void school, I grabbed the Ring of the Void book. Nice. Uh, Stole it before a sensei <coughs> master of the void school could even have a chance. <laughs> Damn straight. Yeah, I was looking uh, at our giant box well, of board games downstairs, bye. and there I could see an L5R logo sticking out the side, and I was like, "What the? We don't have any L5R games." But that makes sense. It was that notebook. Yeah. Cool. So it was it was it was tons of fun. Uh, I, I like I said I, I made some suggestions for how they might change stuff up. Yeah. Uh, like because I was like you know it was a ton of fun for me to chase these other techniques. You there could be other people who want to do this because uh, like and I was you explaining have rivals chasing techniques. Teenagers. Yeah. Like I was the the only ones running up and teenagers. down the sides of trees trading techniques with each other in sword <laughs> fights. Yeah, you know, like, I, I was like, because I was explaining it, I was like, the, the senpais are the only characters in the room who aren't chasing, making, like, mechanical uh, change decisions mm. for yeah, goals, anyone. Or any, yeah, they're all, it's, it's, they're all, like, social character goals and stuff like that, which is nice, it's cool, but everybody in the room has those. Uh, everybody so else is... Kind of, we're lacking. Yeah, like, everybody else is, is like... Yeah. Fighting to get under the sensei they want, or to get this so they can get the techniques that they want, or whatever. The sensei is making decisions of what techniques to give those characters. Uh, the senpai are just kind of sitting around, being like, no. "I want to fight that guy. <laughs> I got a grudge against him from last year." Also, I would like to. No, I really just want to fight that guy. Which, like, like I said, it's not a bad thing. Yeah, it's just like I felt like there's a layer of depth it's you didn't get access to. to yeah, 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 and. And now, yeah. that said, a number of us did stay for, like, three hours after the LARP and speak with them and, like, yeah. discuss these things. And oh, some yeah. really good things were brainstormed. I that for a few minutes. Uh, so, for anyone listening out there... Play the game of Kubla. Play the game, uh, because... This, this was the dry run, uh, from what I understand, and it went off <clears throat> nearly without a hitch. Yeah. Uh, Amazingly they, fun. They, play, the they have so all of the materials, and uh, we got to keep our house badges... Oh, like, nice. they they had little knitted house badges in the symbol of our of our school. Oh, nice. And we got That's to cool. keep all of those. That's, That's cool. Uh, and they plan to run it again at KublaCon and then again at Big Bad. How big Bad's going to be interesting because I've never seen a game that big. Yeah, big not a Big Bad. Uh, like a twenty-four per- or thirty-person game. Uh, the largest game I've seen well, at Big Bad was twenty. Yeah. It that will that that will, we'll that will make me cry to not see that film that, yeah. that game fill because something that that is that is a bunch of, that is like half a dozen people uh, probably without their knowledge choosing to have less fun. <laughs> um, yeah. All right, um, so we're we're pretty close to wrap up time here. Yeah. Uh, we've discussed most of what happened at this combo. Let's do a quick go around. Ben, what was your favorite thing you did at con this year? Um. I mean, okay, well, Fiasco was, but since we've already brought that up, um, I, for the first time, tried out the D&D Adventurers League, yeah. which is fun. Adventurers League is a, it's, I mean, not a persistent world, per se, because it's the same scenarios, um, you know, done at different times, so it's not a persistent world, the way, like, Undermountain is, but yeah. it's, you make a character, and then you start that character at level one, no matter what, you get into an adventure, and assuming you survive that adventure, you get experience that you can then add to the character sheet and take with you to another adventure. Right, and you can play Adventures League games all over the country. Anywhere. Anywhere that oh, they have so the Adventures League. Does it it's compete all... with RPGA? No, it's, it's a... Or it's the new version of RPGA. Oh, yeah, I it's see. A, it's a Wizards thing. It's, so oh, it's backed okay. by Wizards. They create material for it. 
specifically. Mm-hmm. Much um, like the encounter system, but more refined. Right, and D&D encounters is still a thing, but it's tied into Adventures League yeah. now. And uh, like it's similar to the Pathfinder Society as well, for anybody that mm-hmm. does that. But uh, it was my first time getting to do that and really play just like drop in and go D&D instead of saying, hey... I am going to keep texting people till I find five <laughs> friends that want to play Dungeons and Dragons. It is so hard to get all of, uh, adults together to play tabletop games now. I want to play in a tabletop game so bad. Yeah, uh, it's pretty dumb. Run for me. Okay. okay. Where do you live? I was going to say, I... really far away. Damn, that's recorded, isn't it? Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, you just can't nice. see the sarcasm no, I, font. I, I love Shadowrun, which is unfortunate because my current tabletop group has sort of fallen out of love with it. And, oh, and Mike's As much Mike's as I love them and they're entitled to be wrong, I wish they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> Jared, what was your favorite part of Con? Um, oh, God, there are uh, so many different... Narrow it down. That we haven't mentioned on the show already. Narrow it down. Or you can, or you can just say it was that thing we mentioned on the show already and we can move on quicker. Or just say Mike's podcast. Um, is this your favorite thing? Melissa doesn't count. Oh, I played a Frankenstein monster on Friday. Uh, who fell in love with Danielle's character, who was also a giant plant person, and then after, like... LARPing, folks. LARPing. (laughs) (laughs) And there was this amazing moment where her master asked her to do something, and she said, no. And I turned to her and I said, I love you. Because we we were... A big thing was practicing making your own choices as a construct. And then... John's character pulls me aside, so um, I, I, I'm sorry, I asked her out, I didn't know you guys, and I was like, she's a plant person, whatever John's character's name. Monogamy does not work when you multiple uh, pollinate. You know what's important? It's like, what? She has tentacles. Let's just see her when we're done. I don't <laughs> care. I it's you were a polyamorous Frankenstein monster in a multi-person relationship with a plant creature. It it's a world Larping, of guys. mad science. It's I need to put on a T-shirt and give it to Jarris. Yes. Right. Why do we have monster. to? Uh, why do we have to be like that? She's a plant person. As far as she knows, sex is when she goes and then impregnates herself. It, she's a plant. <laughs> um, it was the most ridiculous moment, and seeing another character being very Victorian about it, while I was like. I've died, I've come back, I don't have time for the shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was beautiful. your character did have some concept of what it was like to be a person. Yeah, oh, my character uh, had a lot of memories they did not enjoy about being a noble, and the entire reason why I obeyed my master okay. is that I preferred not having the responsibility of being a noble. Right, okay. Uh, I would have I thought a construct from scratch just wouldn't have had any idea. No, I had a lot of well, it depends on the, the, the yeah. if you, universe you're in, I guess. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it was the girl, uh, girl Genius universe. It was very fun. Uh, so you served out of pure abdication of responsibility? Yes, it was. I was the perfect teenager for all time. <laughs> <laughs> um, we, I don't know if that was my favorite moment, because we had so many great moments. That uh, um, fiasco game was amazing. It was, yeah. it was real good. But I give up my remaining time. All right. Melissa, uh, I'm I, keeping in mind that sleeping in this morning is an option. <laughs> Breaks up there. Um, two things were um, I'm glad that my game uh, happened and survived, and people seemed to enjoy it. So it was, that was very really close good. to not happening. Uh, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. it did, and that's the important part. And, I'm, and once I, again, thank you so much, Devin, Rebecca. Yes, and thank you, so Matt, for sorry. letting us take all of your players. hundred percent so of your players. <laughs> And um, I also really loved the horror game. It was my first real LARP. You did so good, that too. Wasn't very, yeah, you were like, 
oh, I don't know if I can do this. I'm so British and scared. <laughs> you really like did a good job. Well, thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. I I really had no idea how I was gonna do it because the only thing I'd tried was like an, a ghoul and a vampire larp, and that wasn't. That's that right. So less fun. So less yeah. fun. And this was a lot of fun, and I had a blast. So it was a really good a good experience. You're right. But most of the time, vampire sucks. It's okay to be wrong, Jim. <laughs> it's true, Jim. Yeah, it's I okay. think vampire sucks. <laughs> anyway, uh, go hope ahead. I all enjoyed Mike's last podcast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Soon I will be dangled off a balcony on our feet. And I want to fight was your that favorite guy. guy. Well, uh, this was a weekend of a lot of. Mm-hmm. Were you done? Hey, Aston. Oh, okay. Uh, it was a weekend of a lot of firsts for me in LARPing. I've been LARPing for many years, but this is the first time I didn't have to be creative on my own beforehand because I'm a vampire LARPer. Um, that said... <laughs> <laughs> that said... Vampire LARPers who feel the need to be creative? That seems weird. Are you sure you weren't just subjugating people beneath your boot? Are you sure you just didn't take Some... an idea from like a supplement sheet and say, I'll just remake this as a character? <laughs> I'm you that look on your sir. face. You know what I'm talking about. But if I had to pick, if I had to pick one thing that stood out as as a favorite moment for me, it was uh, participating in a new system that I'd never played before, which was the uh, Fate Accelerated to the point of breakneck light speed. It was um, very very for, simple. Fate uh, for uh, the uh, City of Lies campaign, uh, mm-hmm. actually that happened. Because I got to play for the first time in like three days a character who was not a shit bag, and for me that was <laughs> isn't a, that a wonderful that was a change I needed. And the best part is it was a scorpion who really and truly had altruistic motivations. It was it was wonderful. I, yeah, we got to really... be out of this uh, room in fifteen minutes. Yeah. Would you mind uh, telling us yours? Uh, sure. Uh, man, uh, I had a lot of things that were that were really amazing fun this weekend, uh, but I I earned a brand new nickname based on the fact that I was a spoiled child prince. Oh, in uh, our game, yes. Uh, you were uh, great as that. Uh, stamping my feet and demanding things for approximately six hours, uh, <laughs> and it was it was fantastic. I'm glad. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, that was that was a lot of fun. I I, I Decided it, that that whole game was just me deciding that I wanted things on the fly, uh, and then as soon as it became complicated to get that thing, I discarded it immediately out of hand. Like, this is too tough now. Go away. Shoot. Um, so yeah, that uh, yeah, I'm gonna highlight that as a moment, not just because I want to kiss the ass of the people in the room either. Thank you. We love. But you if you guys. want to, there was a really funny moment last night. So uh, the game we played in was um, uh, Danielle and T's game, which was a thirteen-person game with forty-two first choice and priority slips used for it, and a twenty-seven-person oh, we waiting list. So lucky. Meanwhile, the World of Darkness down- game downstairs for thirty people had, I think, thirteen. Forty. Signups. 40. Forty people. And so um, T, when he was doing the uh, the game, was like, "Hey guys, they really need some players downstairs. We are definitely, absolutely full." And I've looked at their sheets. It's not your typical World of Darkness game, so please go play. Market saturation seemed like it. Yeah. The, the description um, didn't seem like it. But true. for my favorite moment, it's definitely, and we've already talked about this, got to be completely derailing poor Lopez's game with a simple gunshot to the head. <laughs> <laughs> Lopez did tell me about that. <laughs> it was wonderful. All right, folks, thank you for listening. We've got to let Jared and Melissa get the fuck out of their room, so... Hello, hello and welcome to the Ace of Geeks podcast! Jared, if they want to email us, how do they do that? A-C-E-O-F-G-E-K-S-P-O-D-C-A-S-D-I-N-G at gmail.com That's 
aceofgeekspodcasting at gmail.com. If you go to aceofgeeks.net, you will find all of our podcasts. There's three of them now. Ben, plug your podcast. Hi, I do RP OK. It's our role play OK. It's a podcast about gaming, storytelling, and tabletop games. We go about once every other week. Put up really stupid bloopers in the meantime, and we're taking a week off because of Dundercon, but we'll be back with you next week with more fun nonsense and nonsensical fun. And the other one is Geekly Roundup. Jim, plug Geekly Roundup. What? You've I, been on it before. Plug it. it. We talk about stuff and it happened. <laughs> news. It's news things. cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> we also have a YouTube channel, which will be adding new shows very soon. We've got uh, articles every day, news pieces, and uh, that's about all we do right now. Oh, and it's a Twitch channel. We stream three times a week, so make sure you check that out, too. You can find it all on aceofgeeks.net. If you want to find us on social media, just Google the Ace of Geeks. You'll find us. Thank you all for listening. Um, our uh, This podcast is sponsored by Audible.com. Go to audibletrial.com slash aceofgeeks to get 180,000 audiobooks, access to them anyway. Your first one's free. Also, our theme song is by Kessel Run. You can check them out at kesselrun.ninja. That's a real website that they have, and it's their amazing. Thank you.